You're listening to Two Moms No Filter with Danielle and Melissa. If you're out of your mind busy with work, laundry, being the mom taxi, worrying about your kid driving on their own, making dinner, paying bills, dealing with your partner, attending every practice, recital, game, and field trip, then take some freaking time for yourself and chill with your new BFFs. I'm Danielle. And I'm Melissa. And we're two moms, no filter. All day long. So we're back on the back porch for the time being. And, and the right. sawing stopped. The, yeah. We don't have a lawnmower right now, but... Okay, I lied. It started. Can you hear it? You're probably not going to hear it because I'm probably going to edit it out. But you might hear little snippets of someone running a circular saw because my neighbors don't seem to have a common courtesy of not doing things outside while I record my, our podcast. So there that is. <gasps> entitlement! 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 <laughs> So if you're on our Facebook page, which I highly recommend that you get on our Facebook page so you can keep up to date with what's going on with us, you are aware that yours truly, and this is Danielle, you are aware that yours truly spent several days in the hospital, literally when I was editing the How to Be a Better Patient, which... (laughs) I don't think I really was a better patient. I was argumentative. Um, yeah. But I also think that's because the nurse practitioner taking care of me is someone I know. Yeah. So I was argumentative. We have that relationship. I was also pretty high most of the time that I was in the hospital. So there I was. It was a Saturday night and I was minding my own business, shredding zucchini because I got... I stopped at a roadside stand and bought a metric ton of perfect little zucchinis. And I, being the lovely person that I am, was going to make zucchini bread Mm. for my family. Party foul. Party foul. You have to drink now. So I have to to turn off my notifications because we, we do need my phone for this episode for obvious reasons. And... I will get into that. So I was in the hospital three days. I was shredding zucchini and was racked with such pain. And now this pain started in the middle of the bottom of my shoulders, wrapped around my right rib cage, and kind of stopped right in the middle where my sternum is. And I couldn't take a deep breath. I couldn't even take a normal breath. I was panting and I was terrified that I was having a pulmonary embolism, which is in my wheelhouse. That's what I do all day at work, but it's basically a blood clot in your lungs. So, or I was having a heart attack. Don't know. Didn't care. I headed off to the emergency room. Now, as Melissa and I have discussed, our local hospital, which is right down the road, has recently mostly closed. So it is somewhat of a glorified urgent care center. If you need surgery, if you need any sort of upstep in care, you going bye-bye. Yeah, you get transported elsewhere. So yours truly got transported elsewhere, about 45 minutes away, for basically what was a surgical consult for a cholecystectomy, which is having your gallbladder out. So the next morning, I, I, was, I was on Dilaudid. I was 
stoned off my ass, which I do not like. I do not like that feeling. I couldn't focus my eyes. I don't know why people do this for recreation. I don't. Do you remember what you said to me on the phone? No. (laughs) I don't. You said, I'm going to the hospital. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Probably sorry for myself. So, and the intake nurse was one of my friends, and she says, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your pain level? And I said, I'm here. That is the only clear thing I remember from going to the emergency room. And she said, yeah, that's a 10. So I honestly would have rather have had a C-section unmedicated three times in a row than be in that kind of pain ever again. So I get there. I have all kinds of, I practically glow in the dark. I've had so much nuclear studies done. I'm having another one in the morning, but this one's ordered by my PCP. So that's, that's a good thing. But, um, there is the off chance that I, we might not have a show next week due to the fact that I may or may not be in the hospital stoned off my ass again on pain medication. So the test tomorrow determines whether or not I need to have my gallbladder out, but I, I ended up getting diagnosed with a, quote, muscle strain, (laughs) which I said, I did not strain a muscle. I have not done anything strenuous. I haven't lifted a patient lately. I haven't done any, I was shredding fucking zucchini. That's what I said, which incidentally, my, my ED reports that I read on my patient portal, and one of them says I was cooking and the other one says I was cocaining. (laughs) (laughs) so there's that so the the downside i think to being a nurse is that when you are ill and i don't know if it's actually a downside or like there's a good and bad portion to it it's a double-ended sword you know the people that are taking care of you so when i got transported the ambulance crew that came are people that i know pretty well So John looked at me and he's like, what the fuck are you, why are we transporting you anywhere? And Tracy looks at me and says, oh, honey, are you okay? I love Tracy to death. Yes. So I look at John and I, and I'm just like, I, I don't, I just said I'm high. I think I don't quite remember that. I do remember not knowing that the gurney locks into the floor of the ambulance now being out in bumfuck Egypt, Pennsylvania, where we live, the roads are constantly under construction. But the one road that they had to take me on, they haven't repaved. They're repaving the other side of the road. So there are a lot of potholes, a lot of bumps, a lot of these little frost heaves so that when you drive down the road, you hear tatunk, 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 as you're driving. Tatunka. 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 Now I have freaking Kevin Costner in my head again. Tatunka. I am in this gurney on this gurney, strapped into, and they have like five-point harness seatbelt on me. And I'm in the back with Tracy, and John's driving. Mm-hmm. And I'm facing backwards. So right now, just, I have control issues. I don't like it when other people drive me around. You can ask Melissa. You're such a whiny yeah. baby. <laughs> so we got to this other hospital that is normally a 40, 45-minute drive we left at 1.09 a.m. I got there at 1.29 a.m. So we were going fast. And every time we took a corner, I literally thought I was going to get dumped out onto the floor. So I was holding onto the sides of this gurney for fucking dear life. 
And Tracy's like, don't worry, honey, you're not going to fall. You're strapped in. I was like, it doesn't feel that way. (laughs) I'm flying. So they get me there. And I already, like, I already had a room assignment. They literally bring me right over to my room. And as, like, the door's somewhat open, but as they bring me into the room, John looks at me and he goes, oh, Christ, I'm so sorry. Because there is the most god-awful noise coming from, mind you, I have a roommate, hence the title of this this episode. (sighs) Now, the curtain was drawn. I didn't see this person at all. But you could hear them from down the hall. And John said, I'm so sorry I have to leave you here. And there was a discussion about pillows because ambulance crews are always losing pillows. Mm-hmm. And they had this whole conversation, Tracy and John, about shit, we forgot the other pillow. And John said, if I had the other pillow, I would let you put it over that person's head <laughs> <laughs> so that it would be quieter. So I got there at 1.30 in the morning. High off my ass on Dilaudid. I know I dozed off a tiny bit because I got startled when some, I want to say 65-year-old older gentleman dressed in scrubs came into the room, said something to me. I have no idea what they said because let's refer back to I was high. Mm Mm-hmm pushed on my liver really hard and walked out of the room. That's all I remember. He, he could have listened to to my back. I don't know. It was a blur. Also, the noise was deafening. So if he said something to me, I honestly have no idea what it. I said. So I literally stayed up all night long because I could not sleep. I sleep and it's relatively quiet. There's traffic outside my bedroom window. So the occasional car goes by. But for the most part, I hear nothing. And I sleep like the dead. I live in the middle of nowhere. This noise, my cousin, I posted on Facebook. I don't know what time I posted on Facebook. But my cousin, Nicole, texted me and said, why the hell are you in the hospital? And I told her and she said, you need to get some sleep. I said, that is impossible because I have to listen to this noise all night long. Now, mind you, there was no CPAP involved, which helps people who snore breathe. But I just, I captured this for posterity. (laughs) (laughs) So this person obviously has a severe case of sleep apnea. Hence the, because sleep apnea wakes you up enough to, like, make sure that you breathe. But I, it was deafening. It was so loud. It was so loud. That's, that's worse than the vanilla gorilla. It, I can't tell you how loud it was. It was like, you know, when you go to a concert and you try to look at the person next to you to say something and you have to shout, that's how loud it was. (laughs) It was so loud and I finally fell asleep when this person woke up but there's more so I'm pissed off at said roommate automatically for something that I'm not gonna say that they can't control it because they could have had a CPAP and then I just would have heard right which would have been fine instead I had to listen to that so I sent I sent that recording to my cousin Nicole and I am going to read to you verbatim what she said because it it defies 
all logic? <clears throat> Sorry, just woke up because the lady next to me sounded like a freight train. This was at 8.11 a.m. And then I explained to her what happened. I went over my lab results, blah, blah, blah. She goes, oh, man, what a nightmare. I, and then she said, I freaking hate having a roommate in the hospital. And I said, me too. When I'm hospitalized, I like it quiet and dark, Nicole said. I said, she went to the bathroom at six and left the light on. She goes, these motherfuckers are on the phone constantly and visitors in and out. Exact opposite of what I want. I said, agreed. Then I said, I might have recorded the snoring for the podcast. She goes, ha serves her right, leaving the light on. Which, come to find out, the light automatically goes on and automatically shuts off when it's damn good and ready. So I said, she's snoring again. And then I sent that recording that you just heard to her. She said, that is not real. And I said, ha She goes, that's her ass, dude. And I was <laughs> like, nope. I think she's intermittently wearing a CPAP. And Nicole says, sounds like her ass cheeks are slapping together. And I said, yeah, I know. And Nicole says, I am so sorry. Ask the nurses for earplugs and a sleep mask, which I did. And I said, well, if I'm on the news for smothering her with a pillow, make sure it gets le- that gets leaked to society. Earplugs made it so I could sleep until she turned the bathroom light on. That is the conversation that I had with Nicole, who listens to this podcast. Hi, Nicole. I love you. What up? But I went through, that was Saturday night. I had Saturday night and Sunday night. And then she slept during the day as well. So I just sat in my hospital bed and edited. So I hope last week's episode wasn't too far off from where we are normally. Because I did that for my hotel or my hotel Your hotel room? room? Yes, That's a I really wish. shitty hotel. I wish. For the amount of money you just paid for that fucking hotel stay, you better fucking... Right? I paid private butler rates. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Private chef, private butler. I was one of the real housewives of Western Pennsylvania. Um, That's a complaint. Right? <laughs> you need a refund. And Melissa comes to see me on Monday after work and thankfully drove me home because I got discharged Monday night. But she <laughs> wrote on the comment card, that bathroom is fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so we left that. Back to the roommate. So the roommate, when she was awake, I found out all kinds of little tidbits. Now... I am going to lean on the disclaimer that in my completely unprofessional opinion, as in I am not trained to diagnose people with mental health issues. And if you have mental health issues, you know, more power to you. I hope you're getting, hope you're getting what you need. But there is a lesson to be learned on self-worth and self-esteem, and I thought that it was important to discuss that today. So anyway, so from the many phone calls that she had Hmm. and discussions with other healthcare people that came into the room to see her, because, you know, when you share a room, the only thing separating you is a curtain. Girlfriend has been, quote, dating someone for one week. Now, this person was I want to say mid, they, they said their, their birth date. So mid thirties and apparently was in a situation where this gentleman, for lack of better, <laughs> a better word, picked her up and, um, they spent a week together 
Now, I didn't know about the week together at first, but she kept calling this this person and like, hey, baby, blah, blah, blah. I love you so much, etc. And then told one of the nurse educators that came in to talk to her that she was in the process of moving in. And then said nurse educator said, oh, well, what town is she? You know, this person had an, an, an accent, a regional accent from not this area. Right. So, and the nurse educator said something to the point of, um, oh, well, where are you moving to? And roommate had no idea what the name of the town she was moving to was. Which, whatevs. But then, during a conversation with, we need we need a name for him. Kevin. We're going to call him Kevin. So then ha- during a conversation with Kevin, she said, well, how many kids do you have anyway? Now, I would think that if you were going to move in with someone and you were declaring your love to this person several phone calls ago, same day, though, you would, one, know where they lived, two, knew about their domestic situation, and three, maybe might have known other details because on a subsequent phone call, she called this person a lot. And to his credit, he usually called her back, but stated something to the effect of there was one phone call and her phone rang. Oh no, there was one phone call that she made after calling one of her friends. And she said, hey baby. And and then she said, well, you didn't give me this number. I had to get it from so-and-so, which was her friend. I guess this is a mutual friend of theirs. Now, if you're dating someone and you're planning on moving in and you're declaring your undying love to said person, I would think that at this point you would have all of their phone numbers and they would not act surprised. Now, mind you, I didn't hear the other half of this conversation. They would not act surprised that you have procured a phone number Right. <laughs> of theirs that maybe they didn't want you to have. Maybe it was his wife's. Or their home phone. Because it sound it sounded so sketchy, kids. It sounded so sketchy. But I... W- so I was, I was kind of live tweeting Melissa on one of these days. Oh, my God. As to the conversation she was having. Because it was just so unbelievable to me that this, this is a thing. That happens, and we have a lot of text, so bear with me. This poor girl. I, oh, they put me on a clear liquid diet when I got there, which I had all day Sunday, and it was horrible. And then Sunday, I said to Melissa, I'm finally on a regular diet. I was never so happy for an iceberg salad in my life with shitty Italian dressing packets, (laughs) and I loved it. (laughs) She's like, ah, gross. Literally probably one of the best salads you've ever the best had salads either. i've ever had yeah it's like like a michelin star salad oh oh the other thing i picked up i almost forgot so she told someone and i think it was her friend she told or a relative that this boyfriend kevin owned a hotel because they went to a hotel that he owns in a work van And then she told the nurse educator that, because the nurse educator was asking if she knew how to do certain things, according, like, for some of the medications she's taking. And she told the nurse educator that Kevin is a CNA, which is a certified nursing assistant, like a nurse aide. I said, bitch, how is CNA going to own a hotel and drive a work van? So (laughs) I was dying. 
know, he could have been one of those traveling CNAs that'll fix your electric while he's there. As he swings by his hotel to put in new electric. I don't know. Like, move you into the hotel if the job's going to take a little bit longer. Kevin's a real stand-up guy. Oh, so she's also convinced that, and this is when she was talking to her friend, that Kevin is the son of Jeffrey Dahmer because they look so much alike. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I had nothing at this point. So then Melissa came to see me Monday after work. And next door, the roommate, I don't even know her name. The roommate, not that I would say it anyway, but I don't know, no clue what her name is. She um, called someone and was having a conversation about their sex life. <laughs> and it was just awful. So, Pain is pleasure. That's what I'm going to leave you yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what she said. Pleasure. I th- and she goes, I think he gets that from his daddy. Jeffrey? Like, Jeffrey. Oh. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Oh. She said, you know, he said it and I agree. Pain makes sex so much better. And I'm just like, no. I One, I don't want to hear your, your kink. I don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what goes on in your bed. I don't care what you do. As long in the as it's between consenting adults in the back of your van, right? But I don't want to know. So. With fucking flexi-grips and <laughs> the mattress on the ground. Good it rubs the lotion on its skin. My precious. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I you know, I think that there is definitely a mental health component going on with this because... I don't know how you could make life decisions based on knowing someone for one week. You're staring (laughs) at me. I am. (laughs) I made that decision. You knew him for six weeks. Ooh! (laughs) You knew all of his phone numbers, though. Yeah, because I got him his phone number. (laughs) (laughs) Beforehand, he was talking to me on his roommate's cell phone. That's awesome. 60, 60 cents per, fuck me. Per minute. 60 seconds per minute. 60 seconds. Yeah. There are 60, 60 seconds in a minute. <laughs> 60 cents per minute. Mother fuck. <laughs> God, this coffee needs to kick in. So, yeah. I quit. I, mm. I don't know. And, and like, I, I don't know. You could just tell. That, you know, like some of these conversations were like, babe, I can't wait to move in and make you dinner and take care of you. All fine and good. But you could definitely, and then she'd say something like, why aren't you saying anything? Because awkward. So I got to listen to this entire conversation for three days. And it just sounds sketchy. There's so many red flags waving there. Waving around like they just don't care. The moral of the story when you go to the ER, tell them you're pissing out your asshole. They might need a stool sample, but you get your own room. Oh, I didn't think about that. Mm. No, I was in too much pain. I didn't care. I honestly didn't care what they did to me. They put an IV in me, didn't even feel it. And you're a terrible stick. I am a terrible stick. And they got an 18 in you. Julie got an 18 in me in first try. I still have, I still have thrombophlebitis. It's still hard as fuck. You're gonna live. I know. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I was bruised to all hell. At least they didn't do I.O. Thank God. It's that totally stuck. underutilized. It is. I I really enjoy the I.O. It needs to be... I mean, I can see why they trauma don't. Trauma patients. The hard sticks. Yeah. Infection? Yes. It, it, yeah. It's got the same infection rate as an I.V. Eh. It does. 
even though of where it's going, yeah, it still has the same infection rate. That's what I'd be concerned about. Oh, so, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably gonna have my gallbladder out here shortly. <sighs> I just, I, I don't deal with narcotic pain medications very well at all. I kind of suck at it. I'm going to the hospital. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, what, what are you sorry for? If you're going to the hospital, it's pretty bad. Right? I'm so sorry. I said that? Yes. I have no idea. And I was like, if you need me, call me back. Okay. <laughs> I was crying. I'm I, not a crier. Because you were high and not on life. Was I in the hospital? You called me. It was. I, I want to say you were getting ready to be transferred. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Mm. So you were the girl who would get shit-faced drunk and just talk to everybody in their phone and not remember it the next day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have 42 phone calls that I made. Yeah. No, I have no idea. That's I, how I told Mike I I thought I in. called you on the way Mm-mm. to the hospital. Huh. I was on the phone with Garrett. I, I will say Garrett was was quite awesome. Garrett was probably internally combusting worried because you don't go to the hospital no he was probably like oh my god that's what he was what like. the fuck do he I saw do? me what pull out of the I driveway because i drove myself awesome because <laughs> i'm that person i'm the person who just do what i say and not what i do but so remember that yeah. podcast we did on being a better patient it was all about Danielle. Here's the thing. <laughs> I got myself to the hospital faster than EMS would oh, have yeah, totally. because I literally live less than five minutes away. And I, was there a chance I was going to pass out? Yes. Did I? No. It's a win-win. But I remember, I remember looking at the receptionist and I went, I'm having chest pain. And they're like, nurse to ER waiting room. <laughs> so... And I got right in, but, and I remember walking to the room, but I don't remember, I know that Julie told me, she says, you absolutely needed to come here because you did not look good. And then Amanda texted me, um, last week and said, how are you doing? Because I was really worried because you looked so bad. And that was, that was that. God, I wish I would have been home. I wish you would have called me and I could have done full wee-woo down the hill to pick <laughs> you up. You would you would have died. No, and you know what? You know what? For Christmas this year, I want a wee-woo for my truck. Ugh. Just for me. I, yeah. <laughs> just to respond just to me. Just in case we get this potential situation ever again, you can drive the full wee-woo for me. Mm. But I just want to get in there lights and sirens. Skirt! Be like, bitches, take care of my friend. There it is. You're not allowed to do the IV. You fucking sucked at it before. I want you. You in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Strap up. Let It's your turn to shine. There you go. Yeah, I... I. If I have to get a lap coley, I'm not looking forward to it already. I'm not looking forward to having someone stick me for an IV tomorrow. Because I already know that I am... Pretty near an impossible stick. Our favorite car- With... cardiologist will be working. Mm, and true. so will Mel. Oh, yeah. Mel can start my IV. Have him come over. 
Yeah. So I. But if our favorite cardiologist says you're going to end up with a femline. I don't want a femline. I'm just Jesus saying. Christ. He's like, yes! in time! <laughs> Let's put an art line in her. Yeah! <laughs> Something to do. Well, the thing Well, I tell them. I sh- like, you can see my veins through my skin. I am transparent. Yeah. But also still bruised. I'm a ghost, ghost, um, ghost, ghost, ghost. Yeah. It, Have you ever I, seen I, that movie? No. You've never seen How High? No. Why? Have you not seen I live in a this cave. tremendous fucking horrible movie? It's great. You just said it was horrible. It's it's horrible in a good way. I watched Greenland last night, which I think it was Gerard Butler, but this guy looked like Gerard Butler. Probably wasn't. And mm. Wonder Woman and some annoying little kid. And, and some annoying little kid. And I want to say the guy from Handmaid's Tale. I don't know. Do you know who I'm in love with? No. The guy from Outlander. Jamie. Oh. No, don't you ooh me. You have to watch. You have to no, watch. I've seen those, and it's fucking hilarious. And is it, it Men and Kills? And you want him that much more. Oh, my God. <laughs> the one where he lost the bet. He lost the sporting bet, and he mm-hmm. had to run into the he had to run into the ocean. That was funny as shit. Please, I I don't know why that man is stuck in my brain. I still have not been able to finish the series. I can't get into it. I after I tried. I'm like, oh my god. That first season when it started, it's a really good plot. It really is. But when it got closer to the end of the first, she's stuck season, in a rock. <laughs> I I can't I can't get over the brutality. Oh. The sexual brutality. E. It, it was, I was like, I can't. So I'll read, you know, about it. But oh, I yeah. watched that Men in Kilts. Uh-huh. Fucking hilarious. So funny. It's like the outtakes of fucking Letterkenny. When he goes to the whiskey, they go to the whiskey distillery. And there's that whole room of grain and he goes, I just want to dive in it. And they're like, go for it. And he literally runs and jumps and dives into, like, the ball pit of grain. And you know what? They probably slapped a sticker on that fucking whiskey and it's selling for $300 right. a bottle. James Dick was in here. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. So wrong. No, it's not. Wrong. Just, just watch the third or fourth episode where his shirt's off and you're like, he does if I shirtless. run my tongue down his Ew. fucking abs, no. it's like like I'm, a see, xylophone. I'm like thinking about it, unless it, Gary used to have six pack like that, and then I fed him, and I, it's gone. And and don't take this the wrong way, because I like a wide variety. Men in general are good looking. My husband's a, a different breed. He's he's big and he's bulky and he's throwing fucking wood. Right? Across the yard. He'd be one of those like, people that chucks one of those giant 12-foot logs at the Highland Games. Yes, and and I'm severely the okay with games. that. Yeah, the Vanilla that's... Gorilla is a very handsome man to me. He is handsome. But. He's handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I, oh that, yeah, totally. I did good. But let's be honest, he's him. a two and I'm a ten. Oh. Duh. I'm not going to say a two, but. No, compared he's to me, he's a two. Because I'm 12. fucking 12.8. Anyway. The picture of him in his dress blues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Men in uniform. Good morning. All right. Now I feel weird because it's Uncle Daddy. (laughs) Uncle Daddy. I'm totally telling him. 
No. I'd be like, you need to listen to this episode really <laughs> closely. I hope he's working on a truck at work when he's listening to it in his fucking Airbud, whatever they're called. And he's uh, like, oh my god, Danielle's got it in for me. Yes! No, not like that, no. Oh, he's gonna he's be a like that, though. He's man, though. He's gonna text you and he's gonna be like, so you want my dad, Bob? No! <laughs> Uncle Daddy, that is not an invitation to slide into my DMs. It is not. <laughs> Garrett's going to be like, what the fuck? Exactly. No. We've got Mushroom Thor. Right? <laughs> and then the fucking woodchucker. He literally looks like he could walk around on the set of the Norsemen. Yeah. And just be an extra, walking around, shirtless, you know. Will he let me do Viking braids? Yeah, braided his hair. He would totally rock out some Viking braids. He would. Oh, that's you it. You do Viking braids and then you gotta go. I'll leave. I'm okay. totally. I just need a picture <laughs> Take to the show everybody you. what it, how good it turned out. And then he's all yours. Thank the you. kids can come up to the the hill for like a week if you need it. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> Mushroom Thor. Yeah. <sighs> There's a reason why I call it the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine him on a horse? No, I'm allergic to horses. I don't want to imagine him on a horse. A rhinoceros, sure. My hairless steed. <laughs> He's got enough hair. He, he does. His hair's, I was going to say his it's hair's longer really than long. mine, but then I realized um, I got a haircut. The next time but. he's here when I'm here, I'll have to take my hair out of the ponytail. So you can compare? Because if my hair's longer, it's not by much. Yeah, his is... Almost down to his butt, he'll he'll grab it and like hack this? it off with a pair of scissors. Oh my gosh! And and he washes it with Dawn dish soap, and it always looks fucking no. Yeah, he washes it with I think whatever shampoo we have. Lava going on bar in the house, soap, right? <laughs> just pretty much. He's such a dude when it comes to that. I just I just love the fact that he walks around eating a can of beans. Yeah, he has also taken up biking. Like he rides his bike to work to and from. Every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So picture him wearing black shorts, a white t-shirt, because this is what he wears, a red helmet, and all of his hair is down, just floating in the wind. Like, in hockey, they call it flow. He's got flow. So I totally forgot he was a hockey bro. Yeah. And the only reason why he hasn't played hockey is because of COVID. He's going to play this year, but, isn't he? Probably. Is that why he's biking? Probably. But... He is, he's on a team where the average age of the average player is 40. They have some younger guys on the team. But they play, like, the college hockey team. Because the college hockey team will go and pick up games. He'll play them. On average, he plays hockey against kids, well, men that are, there are some women, that are in their mid to late 20s, early 30s, that are... You know, that have been doing this from day one. But he's been playing hockey. He's been skating since he was three. You want to know something that really pisses me off? There's a girl down around the bend over there Uh who has brothers. She grew up playing hockey. When she turned a certain age, she couldn't play anymore because it's an all, quote, male sport. She can see Around here. Um, she was chucking dudes four times the size of her and oh, yeah. making goals. That is one badass yeah. B right there. And you are smothering her in right. sexism. Yep. 
technically, yeah, they would have to they would have to let her play because how many? Well, there's no all female team up here. Doesn't matter how many. Te- but that's how, how many they teams, get away with it. How many teams does the junior high play against? Where the the girls the girls soccer team at the junior high school plays against co-ed soccer teams because there aren't enough kids mm-hmm. on either side. And they only play their boys. So Look at the kicker on our football team. Girl. Yeah. yeah. And She's a soccer player. is fucking amazing. Yeah. I don't care about anybody else. I'm sorry about your sons. I'm sorry. I don't care. I sit there in them she's, stands. She's an amazing. Freezing my ass off because I can't athlete. wait to watch this girl freaking kick that ball. Yeah. She's... She's one of the high scorers. She's been the high scorer because um, Kai played soccer with her Badass. for a few years. They played soccer in the junior high together, but she's like a year older. So as a freshman, yeah. that person had more goals than just about anybody else on mm-hmm. the team, except for one of the, the girl that just graduated. I just wish people weren't Last like, year. there's a line. This is what boys do and this is what girls do. Yeah. They're, they're, my niece plays hockey. She plays on an all-girls team, but she plays hockey, and she's a badass at it. My brothers are coped. Look at it. And got... she's like the tiniest, most girly girl you would ever want to meet, and you throw pads on this kid, and, she's and like she a will beast. body oh, chuck fuck yeah. the fuck out of somebody. I, you go I cannot wait. I think we're going to let Micah do uh, travel ball this year. This next softball oh, season. yeah, yeah. And I want to watch this kid annihilate. Just yeah. annihilate. Everyone thinks so she fun. sucks because she's so small. And she gets out on that field. And they're like, uh-oh. Yeah, that was like Move Kai. out. Move out. Kai's, Kai's biggest danger on the field was other players. Because they were so much bigger than they were. And... They would get body chucked. That's how their glasses got broken. But that kid runs but like the wind blows. She runs... They run like the wind. There's, I think if you put headphones with their favorite anime show playing in the back, it would run the whole... Oh, forget it. Kai Kai would be gone and just stop at the end of the pier and go, well, I might as well turn around and go back. Yeah, it's Queen. They listen to Queen. Fuck yes! Taught them well. God. (sighs) Yep. I want to break free. No, it's mostly another one bites the dust. That's their that's their pregame mm, anthem. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. That's my CPR song. <laughs> that's everybody's CPR I, song. No, not all of them. Somebody who was it? Oh. Steve, Annie's husband. He works up at the local hospital every now and again. Mm-hmm. His song is some like death metal song. Nice. And I've seen that man do chest compressions. Maybe I should change... No, I'm not changing my song because I'm not doing chest compressions anymore. I'm done with that life. How about I woke up in the, the middle of the night... The office life chose me. Right. I woke up in the middle of the night with my heart pounding because I had a dream that I was in surgery and I... Yeah, somebody coded on my table. I just remember looking like the alarm went off on the monitor and I looked at their pressure and it was 42 over 8. I had a patient come in who's, who's standing... Standing, standing, standing upright, not falling over and dying. Their blood pressure was 88 over 80. Where's the map? Where's the map? Where's (laughs) the map? Dora is just yelling in my head. Oh, 
I, I did it 20 times, Danielle. I know how to take a manual blood pressure. Yep. I'm as, oh, I'm so precise. And I, I think the nurse practitioner I was working with seriously doubted me. I was like, there's I'm no really fucking like, way. Pick up a cuff. Do it your fucking self. I didn't even enter it in the computer. I just walked out with the scribble on the paper and just yeah. chucked it at him. I had an arterial bleed. Yeah. That shot across the room last week. That was, that was. It's the map. That's not fun. <laughs> I can't. You know I, what? I am just happy. I had a white undershirt on because my office is so damn cold. I had a white undershirt on and I am just happy that while we were waiting for this person to come in, I pushed up my sleeves because I was wearing that person's blood and I smelled like pennies. Do you know what one of my irrational fears are since I've become an office Mm. ornament? That you're going to forget? No, no. You can't forget. Yeah, I know. We have an AED. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? I have an AED. Yeah, but I'm usually like, call a rapid, call the code. You open up that line of fluids, get another 18 in. We're doing compressions. We're pushing Epi. Got the pad stuck to him. I have an AED, Danielle. An AED. Yeah, so you're used to, this was hard for me. Did we try bicarb? No, we haven't tried bicarb yet. Let's push some bicarb. What's their blood sugar? Oh, we don't have a fucking glucometer. Yeah, so that transition was difficult for me when I went into cath lab. But I do have a med cart, and it has ACLS meds, and I, I have an ACLS kit. So, I know you don't. Our first, we've had several people that have had to be transported because they've come in. Like I said, that one guy came in, had chest pain for over 24 hours, and was like, I have to go to the doctor anyway. Comes in, and his wife is like, can you take his blood pressure? Because he's had chest pain since yesterday. We're going to do more than take his blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So because of that, you still do your basic, you still get, you know, you grab vitals. My 12 lead. Yeah. A 12 lead. You throw O2. You don't have O2. Oh, no. I did find the oxygen tanks. Okay. And they are full. Good. But our nasal nasal cannula tubing is brown. It's so old. Yeah. That's not good. Um, But you're also in, you're part of a facility, so you guys can still call code, can you not? Well, anywho. I've got a pediatrics office right next to me. It always smells like Taco Tuesday. And down the hall. I will bring you a nasal cannula. You can stick it in your pocket. Well, there's a (laughs) uh, regular doctor's office down there. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. So you know what? You have someone call 911. The response rate is amazingly fast because i know where you work and you're literally as close to the hospital as i am in the five minutes that it would take them to get there i could have a line i know labs nope you gotta let that go pushed fluids wide open like that's five whole minutes i know i know that's brain dead minutes that's beyond brain death i get it that's what i call it bbd yeah yeah so i all i have is that song in my head Doing a little East Coast swing. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> we went from staying alive yeah. to the map. Yeah. To, well, anyway, yeah. so I don't want to go back in the hospital, but at least I'm not going back to the hospital that I was just in. 
But you know what? The good thing is, is I can get you preferred patient treatment if you go to the floor I worked on. See, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to be like, no blue vomit bags. She gets green. Oh, well, that's nice. Right? And I'm going to be like. But that's a problem. I hate preferred patient shit. I'm not, I wasn't being serious. So that's, I know, but that's a thing that but people don't know about is preferred patient is, care. And it is, it is, I've had it. They got some fancy ass rooms and, if you're and, wealthy. And administration will walk up and go, why is this patient here? Why are you doing vital signs at this time? Well, it's the protocol that you put in place, yeah. administration guru. No, they need to sleep all night. No, that's my license. Mm-hmm. No, I will still wake them up and do vitals. I don't give a fuck. But if you're, people in big cities know, like, if you're famous or if you're, you know, just a bigwig. If you're a bigwig, you get preferred patient care, which, you know. I care for my patients all the same. Even if I don't like you, you still get the same good freaking. Well, you remember when we were at the first place, Mm -hmm. the first hospital that we both worked at together, I had the CEO's wife. Mm -hmm. And I, I was that's the CEO's wife. Okay. You need to make sure that her call bell gets answered the moment it rings. No, everybody and I'm, gets and I'm like, that. Everybody. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said, I will treat her no differently than I treat the mm-hmm. rest of my patients, which is with excellent care. Thank you very much. Boom. Booyah. We are safe and prudent nurses. Yeah. So. That's all she wanted and she got it. I did feel bad for my nurses when I was in the hospital because oh, totally. one of them, one of them came in and she's like, I was on a different floor and they basically floated me down mm-hmm. here and I had to get report and I have eight patients for two hours mm-hmm. and I have to get all this stuff done in two hours for eight people. And I was like, I'm really sorry. And you can't incur overtime. Yeah. And you can't <laughs> incur overtime. Good luck. May the force be with you. Yeah. And then my other, my other nurse who I had two nights in a row I know, not, I don't know this person that well, but I know them. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, so I was like, how's your caseload? Because I had heard on the we news hear. that it was, yeah. yeah, that it was bad. People were taking, we had discussed it. People were taking like 18 patients. Mm-hmm. And I said, how's your caseload? And she's like, oh, it's not too bad. I have eight people, which is the work of two nurses. Yes. And I said, oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry. It's pretty bad when yeah. you say, it's not bad. I only yeah. have eight people. Right. And we were almost as far away from the nursing station as you could get. And we were A&O times three. Mm-hmm. We were, we had someone across the hall that was A&O times no and had no idea where they were and was very combative <laughs> because. And that's tough too. Like Yeah. Just because the day shift nurse had that assignment doesn't mean it's appropriate for the night shift nurse. Right. Because you lose ancillary staff. Right. And it That's becomes, like people to take vitals for you. Yeah. And it becomes help very people dangerous. go to the bathroom. And speaking of, I in the middle of the night, there was a gentleman and that, I guess, rang their call bell and no one answered. And he started shouting, somebody help me, please help me. And I rang my call bell and I'm like, someone back here is yelling. That they need help. She's like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> and then there were quite a few people that were running down the hall. So support s- safe staff. I can never say it. Safe staffing standards. I know we talk about that a lot, but 
But I understand why nurses and aides are jumping ship. And they get paid shit in those hospitals. They get treated like shit. And get treated like shit. And I'm sorry, but a pizza party's not going to fix that. Yeah. Or a travel mug. Yeah, no. A travel mug during Nurses Week. My boss is foremost concerned that me and my co-nurse are going to be burnt out. He encourages us to take time off. He, like, Labor Day weekend, on Friday, prior to Labor Day weekend, he has marked off the schedule, everybody out at noon. So Friday we work from 8.30 to noon so that we can all have a long weekend. He's cutting out more time for, like, holidays. So now we have, we're going to suggest taking the entire week after Christmas off for the simple fact that... Two of us go on vacation almost every year that entire week. So we don't have a surgical scrub and we don't have an ultrasound tech. So there's no sense in me and Shannon being in the office either. So I think we should we should go to like Thailand. I never thought that I would like office nursing. I know. I've brought you to the dark side. It's it's a change. Like I said, it's like a big I, change. I have that anxiety about codes and everything, but... I, that family, you know? Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like when you would go to work on the floor and you'd work with some of your favorite people. But every day is like that. Yeah. Except for your nurse practitioner who I want to smack around a little bit. Unbelievably intelligent. And with intelligence sometimes call, sometimes comes... Uh, yes, an yeah. ego problem, but unbelievably intelligent. Yeah, and I can understand that the need for sometimes a provider to be an asshole. I get that, but not to me. Mm. All right. Well, hopefully we'll be back next week, pending whether or not I'm having surgery. Wouldn't you just shit if I sat here all by my lonesome? Oh, I could sing. I could sing to the people. You could, but then you'd have to edit. I'll figure Edit it the out. Podcast. You okay. no, Kai can help. Okay, there you go. Until next week, maybe or two weeks, we don't know. Pending surgery. I'm Danielle and I'm Melissa. We love you, bitches. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Bye. And that's a wrap on another episode of Two Moms No Filter. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcast. You can follow Danielle and Melissa on Instagram and Twitter at 2, the number 2, Moms No Filter. Or drop them a message at 2MomsNoFilter at gmail.com.